0: In sports columnist Jim Suhan joins us now. Hey Jim, good morning.
1: Good morning, Jake.
0: All right, uh, Timberwolves had a big lead. The uh, Dallas came back, made it interesting, but the Wolves were able to hold them off and win by three in Dallas. Your thoughts on that Wolves win?
1: That was pretty spectacular. Uh, the Wolves got a great offensive flow. I think you see that Connolly and Gobert work much better together than Delo and Gobert did. Uh, Gobert had a big night. And then toward the end, Kyrie Irving went absolutely bonk. By the way, he was hitting shots with people in his face while being double teamed. Uh, just this level of skill in the league is just ridiculous right now. So the, you know, the Mavericks tighten it up and then two great defensive plays at the end seal it. Uh, Kyle Anderson strips Luka Doncic in the, uh, in the corner, a brilliant defensive play. And then on the last possession with the Mavericks needing to make a three, they have Doncic and Kyrie working out top against Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels and just trying to get off a good look for a three, which they probably make, knowing them. And McDaniels and Edwards are all over them. Uh, they force a bad pass, and Prince steals it. Uh, that, that's really an impressive sequence there.
0: So what do you think about this team? Are they a better team with Conley than what they were with D'Lo and just having him seen, you know, having watched them against a good opponent like Dallas? I think so. Uh,
1: now, it's, you know, it's not like black and white. It's not like, okay, D'Angelo Russell's terrible and Mike Conley's great. It's much more subtle than that. D'Angelo Russell was having a great shooting season and shooting is incredibly valuable. It's the most important thing in basketball. Uh, but Conley works better with Gobert. Conley is a better on-the-ball defender, Connolly's a better defender when paired to Gobert. Uh, he is more of a distributor than a shooter. So I think they are a little better right now with Connolly rather than D'Lo. I also think when Carl Hattie Towns comes back and you have Towns and Edwards uh, commanding a lot of shots, that it'll be a little easier with a pass-first point guard rather than somebody who wants to get his own shot like
0: Russell. Do they see Connolly as a guy that not only will be here this year, but next year?
1: Oh, he's definitely gonna be here next year. Yeah. That was part of the deal is, it, uh, Russell was going to walk this summer and him walking this summer would also hurt their ability to spend. It's complicated, but it would hurt their ability to spend, uh, Connolly part of the attraction here is that he will be here next year. They already know what he's going to make. They don't have to sign him. Uh, and you know, $24 million is a lot of money in the real world in the NDA. It's, just not that much for a a starting point guard. And then when Conley leaves, he'll actually open up a little money for, you know, the next round of contracts they need to deal with, including Anthony Edwards.
0: Jim. So where are the Timberwolves are at now? they are two games above 500 after that win last night against Dallas. What is a realistic spot for them to get to? I mean, how, where do you see them ending up here in this, uh, in the Western conference?
1: I have no idea. I mean, it, they have, if they had an easier schedule, I'd say, hey, all they need is one good run and they could be a four seed. The schedule is really difficult. Towns isn't back yet. We don't know how ta- well Towns is going to play when he first comes back. So there's still a lot of moving parts here. So, you know, I, I, they'd really like to be top six. At this point, that that would be the priority, be a top six team. It's certainly within reach, but so is 12. I mean, the you know, you can see it. You go on a two-game winning streak, you might be the 5th seed. You go on a two-game losing streak, he might be the, the 12th seed. It's just that tight.
0: Jim, uh, as far as where, I mean, they're in 8th place right now, but yet, like you mentioned, they're only one game out of 4th behind Phoenix. Dallas, who they beat last night, is only a half game ahead of them, and they're currently sitting in the 5th spot in the Western Conference. Um, have things changed as far as which conference is stronger? I'm looking at the East, and I guess they got some similar types of things where if you're 500, you're Solidly in the playoffs. Um have things evened out a little bit? Uh the West used to be so heavy at the top and the east was not, but it seems like it's changed a bit.
1: Uh, it has. The Western Conference isn't the dynamo it used to be, but it's still very good. And now look what's happened. Uh Kyrie Irving leaves the East go to the West. Kevin Durant goes from the east to the west and probably makes the Phoenix Suns the the title contenders. So uh whatever the standings say now, you know, that's not reflective of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant joining the fray. Uh, I think Phoenix is going to rise. I think they're going to be very difficult to beat. Uh, they're probably the team to pick in the West, and and the Warriors could turn it on at any time. Uh, the Warriors have all their best players available to them, so the West is still very diff- difficult. It's just that some of the some of the talented teams, like the Lakers and the Pelicans, have either had injury problems or just aren't as good as they're supposed to be.
0: What's going on with the Wild? They got beat uh, last night by Florida, two to one in an overtime shootout. Florida's got above five hundred record, um, but just not scoring goals. No,
1: just they're not a good five on five team, and that's where most of the hockey's played. Uh, they played well defensively last night. Uh, you know, Kaprizov gets another goal, but they're just there isn't a depth a depth to their scoring that there was last year. Last year they dominated five on five, and they got goals from. All kinds of different people. Now that was probably a little, little bit flukish. You know, they probably got on a roll, and you know, some some average players overachieved, and now obviously they lost Kevin Fiala scoring, and that has hurt. Uh, so I don't know what the solution is, frankly. Uh, you know, Kaprizov and, and Evison were saying yesterday, you got they got to go to the net more. They need to score some ugly goals. Scoring ugly goals usually leads to scoring some pretty goals. They need to grind out a find, find a way to grind out some five on five goals.
0: Jim, the uh, Gopher men's basketball team, their game at Michigan State, because of uh, the campus shooting that took place yesterday at Michigan State, uh, that game is not going to be played tomorrow night. Um, are they going to be able to make that game up?
1: I think so, but I haven't seen a date. Maybe I'm just uh, slow on the uptick. Maybe it's out there, but I have not seen a date for a rescheduling yet. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they'll try to make it up.
0: Okay, and they're they're making up the game against Illinois on Monday, so yes. uh, they're able to, to try to get that one in and... There's, I guess, a little bit of season left to try to sneak this game in. Um, the Gophers have been struggling. Uh, is Dawson Garcia going to be back before the season's done?
1: I don't know. Uh, they haven't given a, a really clear update on that. I'm, I'm sure they want to get him back. You know, the only thing they're salvaging out of the season now is getting guys to play together. So I'm sure they want him back, but I don't. I, you know, I don't know exactly what his timetable is. And as far as you know, by the way, the rescheduling. You know, we got to remember they have the Big Ten Network uh they have and they you know michigan state sells a lot of tickets so they don't want to give up that payday
0: jim uh, the uh, twins um if they're going to add some additional people would it be bullpen and is brad hand uh you know a chaska native 33 year old left-hander who doesn't throw as hard as he used to but still was effective uh in the uh, playoffs for philadelphia last year is he a possibility for the twins
1: you know, I'm heading to Fort Myers. I'll try to have those conversations when I'm down there. Uh, he certainly is a possibility, but listen, when somebody's unsigned in mid-February, it means scouts are just not very high on them. Uh, and and the Twins, I know. Listen, ever since I came to Minnesota in 1990, I've never had. I've never gone through a winter where Twins fans thought, "Oh, the Twins have enough pitching." I mean, it's just the easy thing to say. Oh, they need more pitching. Need more pitching. Need more one more pitcher. Well, if, actually, if you look at the roster. They don't really need much more pitching, um, so they don't need to add somebody to add somebody. They only need to add somebody if they think he's going to be really good. And obviously, Brad Hand is unsigned at this point. Uh, the consensus around baseball is he's not that good anymore.
0: Are they? So, are, are you saying they're, they're not looking for a left-hander or relief help?
1: Well, uh, they love field Bar and they love. They think Moran's going to be really good, and they have some other guys who could end up contributing out of the bullpen. Uh, would you like? Yeah, listen, everybody would always like one more left-hander. Uh, so if the right left-handers are out there, I could see them bringing in one more. Um, but again, you know, it's not a desperation situation. They think brands really good.
0: Jim, how about, uh, uh, Maeda? Um, certainly this is the type of thing when you're down there, you're going to probably find out more about where he's at and what they might be able to do with him. Uh, is it possible that he could begin the year out of the bullpen until they get him ramped up to be a starter?
1: I don't think, I, I think they're going to, I think they want him in the rotation. And between off days in April, between having a bunch of guys who could start games for them in April, they have about 10 guys they don't mind seeing on the mound right now. I just think they're going to have him be in the rotation and just be really cautious. with them. You know, maybe they'll skip a start. Maybe they'll give him an extra day here or there. Maybe they'll get him out early of a game. Maybe they'll back him up with another young starter. Uh, I think they want him on the mound as a starter. I just, don't, I just think they'll be very cautious and keep an eye on him.
0: One of the things about Carlos Correa's numbers last year, the batting average was good. The home run totals were fine. Didn't score a lot of runs. Didn't have a lot of RBIs. Is that on the Twins lineup just not being effective, or is that just kind of an unusual thing that happened?
1: That was mostly situational. He was batting second. Buxton wasn't in the lineup as much as they would have liked. Buxton also let off, you know, hit a lot of home runs. So he wasn't always on base when Correa came up. Um, they didn't have reliable hitters behind Correa, and the bottom of the order was fairly weak, mainly because of injuries. So I think it was more circumstantial than anything else. And here is the other thing: Carlos Correa. I mean, Carlos Correa is a great all-around player. He is not, you know, he's not Mike Trout. He's not a dominant offensive force. He's a good offensive player for a shortstop. So I just think we need to keep offensive expectations in line. Uh, you know, he had a good offensive year last year, and it's about his. Median year, that's about probably what he's going to do. An RBI guy are going to be dependent on you know who's on base when he comes up.
0: Jim, uh, as you're heading down there, who do you think is the Twins' best starting pitcher um, either now and then the guy who might have the highest ceiling?
1: That is a really interesting question. Um, you know, I guess I'd give the nod to Sonny Gray right now. Uh, I think Joe Ryan could push him. Pez could push him Maeda if he gets back to the form he had when he was a Cy Young candidate could push him but you ask me who do I want to start one game right now I probably pick Sonny Gray and that might change
0: and I think we maybe have lost our connection with Jim here oh you have me uh I got you now Jim okay uh we're out of time though uh if people do want to check out your podcast what do you got there
1: uh, we have Jeff Diamond show up on the Vikings. We have the Viking Update show up on Vikings offseason and the Super Bowl. Oh, we have, uh, let's see, we have preps today with John Millay is out. Uh, with the John Krasinski show with a real deep explainer of the D'Angelo Russell trade and why a lot of fans got mad at him. It's a really good episode. Everything's at TalkWork.com.
0: All right, Jim, thank you. Safe travels. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Great. Thanks, Jay. That's uh, Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at TalkNorth.com. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC. You're listening to the